Welcome to Five Cats, Two Pussies. This is Ronnie. And this is Lindsay. And we're super excited that you're joining us again today. Or maybe it's your first time. I don't know. I don't know you. Either way, welcome. <laughs> We've got another great episode for you. This is a whopping episode 14 for us. And today we're going to talk a little bit about moon water. As well as the snow moon as uh, February 9th coming right up is going to be a full moon. Right around the bend. But... Uh, before we jump right into that, I want to send out a little bit of love. We had a uh, a recent pussy uh, that went to join her little kitty brother, and we wanted to give a little love to Monkey and her owner Benny. And um, yeah, just if you if you have a furry friend of your own, give him a hug today. And Monkey was a a true sassy, independent. Uh, opinionated uh, little Bambino Sphinx. She was awesome. She only let me touch her like three times ever. <laughs> and, uh, but she was a she was a cutie, and she will be deeply missed in this household. Rest well, little monkey. So, on to more positive notes. You sent me a text this week, which. <laughs> Which was adorable and mildly disturbing because all I could think was Lindsay's on the toilet. Right this second, Lindsay's thinking of me while pooping. Um, and I didn't know, like, I, that took our friendship to a new height that, you know, I, I'm glad we got there. But I wasn't quite sure. It was bound to happen eventually. This isn't like an I love you. I'm not going to reciprocate. <laughs> but uh, why don't you share with our listeners... Why you're texting me pooping on the toilet? Actually, there, there. I have like a little circle of people that I do text while I'm pooping. You are now one. Oh of them. boy. Um, I always have my phone when I'm pooping because, like, now that there are phones that we can look at, I don't have to read a shampoo bottle while I'm pooping. So, I, yeah, but now all I can think is like <laughs> everybody's phones got flex of poop juice on them. It, it 100% has flex of poops. I mean, I closed the toilet lid cover before <laughs> I flush, so maybe it doesn't. Either way, I was I was having my poop. Some days it's one, some days it's more than one. This was an after work poop for me. So I'm having my poop, and I'm sitting on the pot, and there's a scratching at the bathroom door. And it's Mr. Mr. loves being in the bathroom when I'm there. So I'm like, oh, fine. So I open the door for him, and I let him in, and he he jumps up on the tub, which is right next to the toilet. He gives me a couple of head bumps and then jumps up on the sink. And I'm like, oh, no. No, it's happening. And Mr. then pops a squat in the sink and starts <laughs> taking his own shit right next to me. Uh, this is an experience that I have <laughs> never had. And I'm so glad it happened to you and not me. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I would never let a cat in the bathroom with me ever again. Oh, my God. I mean, I feel bad for him. He had to poop. And I've said before, he doesn't really like the litter box. He'll use it sometimes. Right. Um, but he does prefer the sink. And who am I to stop a cat that has to poop from pooping uh, in the sink? I can clean fair. it out. It sucks. But you're a very good cat mom. <laughs> we have uh, we have photo proof of this, which I'll share yes. with all of you on Instagram. <laughs> if you'd like to see Lindsay on the toilet pooping with her cat. <laughs> We've got that for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you want to check that out, 
Um, you can follow us on Instagram and see all of our poop pictures at 5C2P pod. And you can also write us a, an email if you want. Um, 5C2P pod at gmail.com. And uh, we will respond. So if you want to leave a comment, if if your cat poops somewhere strange and you want to let us know, share a photo, n- no turd photos of your own, but cat turds, totally fine. Uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll like, we'll respond, and maybe we'll even give a share. Totally. Uh, we will be back in just a moment to chat with all of you about moon water, the cold moon in February, and or sorry, the snow moon in February. And we've got a little uh, extra special herbal tea to uh, discuss this time. Yeah, totally. Talk to you soon, witches. Well, it's a marvelous night for a moon So we're the worst and forgot to light our ritual candle. (laughs) So before we get into moon water, I'm going to take a second and do that. Yeah, dude, totally. This, I think this might be the first time we forgot to light the ritual candle. Um, while you're doing that, I want to tell you a, a little story. So I follow this gal uh, called Kitten Lady on Instagram. It's this this gal called, or her name rather, is Hannah Shaw, but people call her Kitten Lady. And she posted this super cute photo of a kitten that she's fostering right now, whose name is Jez. And in the post, it says, Jez's signature move, defensive pine cone. And it's this little kitten with, like, his paw up and his his fur all puffed out. And he totally looks like a little pine cone. I love it. It's so cute. He's it's the fluffiest cute. little thing ever. He's so scared and angry looking. <laughs> they do hashtag <laughs> very scary. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, I will make sure that um, we share that as a story on our Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, super cute. Always send us your cat photos. Um, so, moon water. We've mentioned this, I think, a couple of episodes here and there. Yeah. And this is something that I feel, between the two of us, you have more experience doing. And I wanted to sort of chat about, like, what, like how do we make it? Why do we make it? What is it used for? But I want to start with, like, I learned about moon water through you like you were like i'm gonna make moon water tonight i think i texted you like happy full moon one day yeah. and you're like yeah oh right i gotta make moon water i was like you make moon water yeah well, it had to have been like i think like last September summer or yeah, October, yeah. maybe it could have been august too i don't remember one of those months um yeah i don't do it every month but i like to um and it's one of those things people use it for a lot of different things some people drink it some people like use it to anoint things um i like to use it as an aura spray uh, wow. Okay. So that's not at all what I thought you did with it. I guess I didn't really know what I thought <laughs> that you did with it. I never gave it much thought beyond Lindsay must have mason jars full of random water in her cupboard. No, no. And I don't always, um, I, I only use it during the month of that moon cycle. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this, this might be totally me, but in, in my own paranoia, but I feel like it's probably at its most potent during that moon cycle. Yeah, that makes sense. That's that's cool. I like that. So, um, what is an aura spray? Um, so an aura spray, and I don't even know if this is like an actual thing. I just do it because sometimes it makes me feel good about myself. Oh, cool. Um, uh, I use it. So when I'm making it, I um, I usually use a bowl or whatever I have on hand. Um, sometimes I'll use a mason jar so that the like rays can get you know, through the glass and and get all of the water. But usually I'll use like a bowl and I'll put 
whatever I have on hand that seems appropriate for that moon. Okay. Um, sometimes I'll put a crystal in there. Sometimes I'll put like a seasonal flower in there that, you know, might be growing on my porch or in the okay. yard or whatever. Oh, uh, we all know nothing grows on your porch. <laughs> no, it does for a little while. <laughs> it does for a little while. And then eventually I'll forget to water it and it won't be growing anymore. But some, some stuff does live. Um, so yeah, I like to, you know, and, or if I have like, you know, an herb that's dried inside that seems appropriate for like an intention that I have that month, I'll, I'll toss it in there. Um, I'll let it sit out overnight and then I put it in a little spray bottle. Oh, okay. And then, and I, and I won't use the spray every day, but some days I'll need like a little, a little me thing to like boost me up. So I'll spray it around myself and I call it my aura spray. I feel like I it just kind of boosts that. my aura a little bit. I love it. And I think because it makes you feel good, as long as it's not illegal, is a great reason to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's awesome. Uh, I might actually give that a try. Yeah, you uh, should. So uh, one of the things in like reading on how to make moon water, because uh, that's the way my brain works in that I was like, okay, this is a thing that I should do and that I want to do and now I have to make sure I'm doing it correctly or I can't do it at all and so I did a bunch of reading uh, various like on various books and websites and blogs and other Instagram accounts and like all kinds of different resources and the one thing that I sort of discovered is um, aside from putting some water out in a full moon or between moons uh, there's no seemingly right or wrong way to make moon water Right. It seems very free-flowing, whatever is unique to you in your practice. Right. I feel that's it's much that way with, like, spellcraft in general. Right. Where there's, there's no, like, one-size-fits-all thing for anybody. Right. And uh, I was often sort of confused in, like, if you're putting something out to absorb the rays of the moon and it's cloudy, as it often is here in New England. Yeah. Um, you know, does it still count? I what think, do you think? I, I like to think that it does. And, and I... I I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there who probably think that it doesn't. But um, much like the sun on an overcast day, you can still get sunburned oh, when it's overcast. Point. So I have to imagine that the moon's rays can filter through yeah, the clouds. Totally. I mean, when it comes right down to it, I mean, the tides don't stop moving because... And, uh, and I know that the tides don't have anything to do with the moon's light. But, you know, the moon is still in effect in its fullest. Absolutely. Whether you can see it or not. Yeah. Uh, cool. So I actually made moon water um, in January. Uh, it was my first time. I was Yay. very excited and I totally uh, overdid it as I do most things <laughs> where I'm like, I can't just do, I can't just put like a, a cat dish of water out on my windowsill. Um, I've got to really go the whole nine yards. So I ended up um, taking my new mortar and pestle. So I was gifted a mortar and pestle, which is very important to me because um, for me and my practice, I like my tools to be gifted to me as opposed to um, purchasing them for myself. So I was gifted a mortar and pestle and I wanted to cleanse it. And I did give it its proper like actual um, scrubbing so that you know no dirt or whatever would get into what I was making. But I wanted to give it a little moon water bath. So I ended up filling that with... Uh, water 
And I just used tap water because I like Somerville City water. It's fine. I think a lot of the things that I read talked about using snow melt or using rainwater mm-hmm. or using um, distilled water. Yeah, I see a lot about using distilled water. I filter my drinking water anyway, so I always just kind of think that's good enough. Right. And th- I see the purpose to that. Like, then it's, it is clean and it's pure. Uh, it wasn't raining and we had no snow. Yeah. And um, I forgot that we had distilled water. <laughs> so I didn't use it. Um, but I used tap water. I was like, you know, I'm going to use for the purposes I'm going to use this for whatever. I'm going to like, I drink the water. It's fine. So I ended up putting uh, sort of like you mentioned, I put my crystals mm-hmm. in the mortar and pestle with a couple of pieces of clary sage and um, uh, fresh bay leaf and some rose petals. Cause that's just what I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and filled it with water and put it outside in my garden overnight. I was really worried that it was going to get too cold and oh. and crack my mortar and pestle, but it didn't. Uh, and that's great. But it, uh, yeah. So I have this jar now. I filtered it. So I have this jar of this sort of like murkyish brown moon water. Oh. And then I did take a mason jar, fill it with water and put that outside with nothing else in it for the purpose of consuming that. Okay, cool. So. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, so whether you like whether you take a, a dish, something like a chalice, something sacred to you and your practice, or you want to make, you know, an aura spray with it, or you like I've read people um, like taking it as like a shot in the morning or using it to make tea or that sort of thing. So um, maybe you just fill like I did a ball jar and put it outside. Maybe you put it on your windowsill. Maybe you put it on your like your stoop or uh, maybe you've got a special like a special consecrated ground area outside, which would be so awesome. That would be so awesome. <laughs> it would be super but... awesome. I mean, I put mine in the garden, which is about as close as I could get. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there doesn't seem to be any wrong way. So it's more seems to be one of yeah, those like no, do it if you wanna. Yeah, do it if you wanna. Put what you want in there. Put in what feels right to you. I I you were talking about like maybe you overdid it a little. I always do like to make a little extra, like more than I think more than that's going to fill up my little like spray bottle. Sure. Because I believe that all magic comes with a price and that you need oh. to give something back. Okay. So I do like to make a little extra and I'll usually find something outside that I think maybe needs a little boost and all yeah like whether it's a tree that looks cold in the winter or you know like some weird flower that's sprouting because it's been so warm in the middle of winter um (laughs) my my daffodils (laughs) yeah exactly and I'll give it to it and I'll be like here here you go that's awesome here you go little thing this is from my girl Hecate that I love that. Uh, I am. I'm going to use that because I've been wondering. Like, I made the the one with the crystals and everything because I want to use that to cleanse my tools when I'm making something. Oh yeah, so cool. I like. I'm still going to because I want to be food safe and I'm using my uh, a lot of my tools for herbal remedies. Uh, so I still want to actually like cleanse it, sanitize it properly. But then I want to give it a wash with the moon water. Yeah. Um, but I have a, a ball jar that, you know, I, I think we'll probably consume most of it today. But I've been wondering, like, what do I do with this extra? Yeah. Because I hadn't really considered, like you said, you you use yours up and then you make fresh ones. Uh, yeah, I do. One of the things I found when reading was... Um, 
the idea of making moon water and leaving it out for an extended period of time. So rather than just putting it out overnight from like dusk to dawn, and the real traditional way seems to be like it should never see sunlight. I'm not getting up before the sun. Yeah, I'm not either. So, you know, mine's tainted, but so be it. <laughs> um, I'm a Leo, so I don't know. Sun energy, too. Um, I did read a lot of the traditional ways to do this is to actually start on the new moon. And every night, put the water out and it gains energy over time and comes to its culmination of full power on the full moon. Oh, that's really cool. And there was also something about putting a piece of mandrake root in there. Okay. Um, but I couldn't find any, and I'm not sure. Like, I don't know that much about it, so I want to do some more research. And we'll probably talk about that in a future episode. Uh, but, yeah, the idea of, like, slowly over time, rather than just one night, building the power of the water and then using it the day of the full moon. Yeah, that makes total sense. I like that. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. And um, so in terms of, you know, uses and, uh, and, you know, I've got two jars <laughs> of, of this stuff now, um, you know, I think for us, I wanted to actually use the um, clean water to make us a little tea. Oh, I really like that idea. I've actually never ingested any moon water that I've made. Yeah, I thought, honestly, I thought that's what most of it was for. Um, I think a lot of people probably do use it for that. So, yeah, like I'd read, I've read, you know, using it in like a cleansing soak in your bath or using it to like wash your face or wash your tools. And it is a very cleansing sort of thing. So we can clean our insides with some tea. Uh, So I'm going to go heat up this jar of moon water and make us some moon tea. Awesome. We'll be back in a few minutes, which is, or actually it'll be like a few seconds. A few seconds for you, a few, a few minutes for, for us. You, a few <laughs> minutes for us. Either way, we'll see you soon. So we've made some tea. Uh, this is a little bit bit of a variation on our usual sort of like herb section or segment uh, I, in that it corresponded really nicely with moon water in general and uh, I've been wanting to make some tea for a while. Yeah so. we've talked about it a few times yeah and just we just haven't done it yet. So what I've done is um, I've essentially I boiled the moon water and I only own one tea kettle. So I <laughs> boiled it in the tea kettle. <laughs> Maybe there is a different, better way to heat it up um, that is more ritualistic. But, you know, I think that sometimes like the things that you use every day have their own little like rituals. It's the like it's the kettle I use to heat up the water for my ramen when I'm like in a hurry. And it's also the kettle that I use to heat up my water for tea when I'm sick. So absolutely. It's everything. Very kitchen witchy. And what I've done is I pre-selected some specific uh, herbs and spices to put in this tea. I brought the water to a boil. And then uh, in our little um, Korean teapot, I've uh, put bay leaves, ginger, and star anise and let it steep for three to five minutes. And it's still very hot, but I want to give it a try. I want to give it a try, too. It, it smells good. So I think that my anticipation of it won't taste like anything could be wrong. Oh, it does smell really good. I've 
I have Kenway in my lap right now, so I'm going to try really hard to not spill when we have this on him. It smells very gingery. It does. Ooh, it tastes very gingery, too. It's super good. That is actually, that's pretty good. It's very mild. It is very mild. And there's no sweetener or anything. It's just, it's the moon water and the herbs. But it's sort of naturally sweet, too. That's got to be from the anise. Is it is it anise or anise? I say star anise, but much. I've heard but I also people. say herb with an H. Kelly. That's, that yeah, Kelly, Kelly. Um, I've heard both. I've heard both too. I've always said anise just because it felt right to me. But I've heard anise a lot. Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't have a strong feeling. I, uh, I say anise because I think it sounded cooler to me. I'm gonna go with. It's both ways. This tea is pretty good. I really want to just slurp it into the mic. <laughs> but <laughs> Do it. Do the slurp. Oh, that's perfect, dude. Mm-hmm. That was a perfect slurp noise, wasn't it, Engineer yeah. Dan? Yeah, it was. so it's mildly gingery. And I can taste the star anise. And I think much like bay leaves in general, like when we talked about laurel, mm-hmm. uh, they cut through and amplify and sort of like help harmonize flavors as opposed to like they do have their own flavor but i yes. think it's helping to hold everything together i'm gonna chug mine I, I, I have the urge to chug it i feel like that's <laughs> what needs to be done so i chose these three things specifically because this moon water was made with the cold moon in january and coming up on the 9th uh, very soon um, is the snow moon in February, and it's the snow moon in Leo. So uh, this is the oh gosh, I'm gonna get my dates wrong here, but this will mark the culmination, I think, of five lunar eclipses that started in the five lunar eclipses in Leo that started back in 2015, and. The one that has just passed um, will be the last one for quite a while, and uh, and it sort of wraps up its phase in Leo with this full moon. Is there always a lunar eclipse in Leo? No. Oh. No, no, no. This, it, this has been, like, there's been sort of this series of five over the last few years. Uh-huh. There's one, uh, one or two in January, and it was kind of a big deal um, to have a, an eclipse in Leo. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to sort of put all of that together. So um, essentially, I've combined a couple of different things here. First and foremost, ginger. Um, ginger, when you align different herbs and different plants have different alignments, when you look at sort of their meanings, their uses, and the equivalent in astrology symbols. So ginger is a herb uh, or a spice or plant of the moon, um, as a lot of root-oriented things are. Mm-hmm. Um, and bay leaves or laurel are a signifier of this Leo sign. Okay. And star anise is the moon in Aquarius, which is where the moon has been. So it's an Aquarius moon in Leo tying the whole thing together. Love it. Which I never knew that the, um, like that specifically star anise was a lunar symbol because although I personally am a Leo, uh, the... Uh, this, I, I guess the sign or the s- symbol that speaks most to me is the moon, although I'm technically a fire sign. Uh, but I like that 
the symbol, like one of the plants that goes with the moon, and in this particular case, um, right now where the moon is, is star anise, which I have tattooed on my wrist. And I had, I just, I got it tattooed on my wrist because my tattoo artist was like, this would look cool. And I was like, yeah, that would look cool. And, and it does was, look cool. <laughs> there was no meaning to it, but now I feel like extra happy that <laughs> I have this on my wrist. That's so awesome. I love that. Yeah. So I think this has been a lovely little use of our moon water. Um, but I wanted to chat a little bit about, you know, the, the snow moon, um, which is the full yeah. moon in February. And a lot of these names for like snow moon, cold moon, sturgeon moon, all these sort of things come from different um, Native American um, practices. And, you know, I did want to make that sort of abundantly clear that, you know, the the names change depending on what you practice, what your beliefs are. And there's a variety of different names that sort of correlate the most popular one in North America for the full moon in February is snow moon. Right. And I think I think that the Native American names for the moons um, probably are the most popular in North America. Yes. Yep. For sure. For, for all of the full moons. Um, just because. But there are like there are different practices and there are different names. Yeah. Um, but this one in particular, uh, the snow moon is sort of uh, historically, if you were um, hunter gatherer type society, uh, especially in North America, this is the uh, time of year where. Uh, your stocks would start to run low. You've essentially like hit the real deep dead of winter and the snow is the highest and you know, you've really got to work for things and it's starting to feel like, you know, spring may never come. Now we've been totally spoiled this year here in New England and we've had like two snow days. Uh, but it's, it's still that idea of making sure that um, you like that you keep going that you know you're um, that you're not like you know sort of giving up before the spring true here in New England though it seems like winter never really fully hits or at least like the past several years maybe even like the past decade I would say winter hasn't truly felt like winter until February yeah, until like I, I would agree with that. We've had definitely had a few years where it just has snowed and snowed and snowed and snowed and didn't stop snowing until yeah, like April. Yeah, and it started early, <laughs> but it's intermittent too. Right, but most of the time we get most of our snow in the last half of January through February. Yeah, for sure. Uh, as it relates to the full moon in Leo as well, um, I did a little digging and probably selfishly because I'm a Leo and so I'm always like, ooh, what does that mean for me? It's a very like characteristic, <laughs> selfish Leo thing to do. Um, but uh, the things that I read about this was specifically about uh, learning to enjoy your time in the spotlight. And I thought that that was really interesting um, in that... Uh, although like, although we have a podcast, um, it's not something that, you know, as a Leo, I feel particularly comfortable with. I don't, I, I like to be heard. I don't always feel comfortable in the spotlight. And so sort of accepting, uh, that as we enter this new moon phase, that there will be things coming up in not just my life as a Leo, but all of our lives where we may have the opportunity to step into that spotlight. And whether we feel comfortable with that or not, learning how to accept the light on us, but accept it graciously, and also um, learning to accept criticism 
through it as well and using it as a means of improvement. It's not just look at me, look at me, look at me. It's also now that I'm here, everyone can see all of the things that I'm about and maybe there's things that I can still improve now that everyone can see me. I think that there's always something that we can each improve on. Uh, For sure. Yeah. And I also liked um, one of the other things that I had read about it is um, that it relates to being more confident in creativity. Oh, yeah. So that's great. Yeah. So, you know, as we uh, are, you know, moving into other episodes uh, over the month of February and trying some new things uh, and Stepping into our spotlights, I suppose, we want to make sure that, you know, again, we're we're listening to feedback. We're, you know, accepting uh, the things that maybe make us a little bit uncomfortable and really leaning into that creativity and being a little bit more confident in our own creative ways. Spiders make me uncomfortable. <laughs> Spiders make a lot of people uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't think that you need to be m- more comfortable with spiders. No, they do make me uncomfortable. But but you can be confident and comfortable in admitting to people, and that's okay. Yes. My name is Lindsay, and I am uncomfortable with spiders. <laughs> First step. <laughs> Lindsay, before we uh before I finish my tea, um before we sign off, I was very curious. Um you had mentioned something to me while I was brewing this and you didn't realize that there were herbs that related to different signs. So Oh I'm, yeah. I'm gonna read mine first because that's what a Leo does. Um, and then I want to find out what yours are. <laughs> so um herbs of a Leo. Uh one I can't pronounce, so here we go. My word of the day, agaric. Oh. It's like garlic without the L and an A. Agaric. Uh, Angelica. Bay tree, which is why we have laurel. Oh. Uh, borage. Goat's rue. Oats. Peonies. Or peonies, if you're my mom. Rue. Rye. Saffron. Sage. St. John's wort. And wheat. Well, those sound all like pretty cool herbs to me. Yeah, they're all August herbs. And they're yeah. all... Uh, or flowers or plants. I... I think we've all come to understand i use herb as my botanical word <laughs> kelly <laughs> all encompassing <laughs> um but what is your sign i'm a pisces you're a pisces yeah oh you only have three. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna love them okay <laughs> so alder okay moss Ooh. and hemp all right, man. Got some cool ass herbs. <laughs> I have tried smoking hemp before. It doesn't do anything, if anybody's wondering. And if you're wondering where <laughs> I'm pulling this uh, magical, mystical information from, Lindsay and I both got a copy of um, the Master Book of Herbalism by Paul Beryl at October in Providence. And it is a fantastic book it is that has so cool. everything that you would ever really want to know about um, herbs, what they're used for, both in herbal remedies, magic, potions, their alignment with astrology. It's a wonderful, uh, all-encompassing book. So, Yeah, it might but, be my new favorite. Yeah, it, it is definitely my current favorite. So I'm going to finish up my tea, and, and then we'll... We'll say goodbye for for this week. For this week. We gave Engineer Dan some tea, too. Oh, we did. He's uh, he's drinking his in a lobster mug. 
(laughs) (laughs) Which can also be used as a chowder mug, he informed us. (laughs) (laughs) Engineer Dan, how is your tea? Thumbs thumbs up. (laughs) Thumbs up it, yeah. I also give this tea a thumbs up. So we've talked about moon water. We used some moon water. I can't wait to make an aura spray with my snow moon water. Yeah, see, I'm I'm excited to see if it makes you gives you a little uplift in your day. Yeah, I I think anything that you do in your own little personal ritual like that um, can really like realign your intentions for the day. Yeah, uh, but curious to hear from all of you out there what's the what's your sign we'll respond with your herb um does your cat poop in the sink with you (laughs) (laughs) and uh, in the meantime remember hug cats dedicated to monkey rest well little monkey we'll see you next week until then no pervs no nazis totally <laughs> Defensive pine cone. <laughs> uh.